Welcome to the Casey Catch-Up. This month of November, as you can see, donate to my November page when you get a chance. We're chatting to Eric Sturman, and Eric Sturman has a, is a wealth of knowledge. Um, North Shore, Oahu runs, South Shore, Oahu runs, and the Gorge. We go into heaps of, heaps of stuff, talking about different periods, swells, and how the direction of those periods makes it easier or harder. We run through some of his local runs on the North Shore, how they differ to the South Shore, and then how they differ again for the Gorge. So there's different perspectives. Um, he's a well-traveled voyager, downwind foiler, and yes, some, some great discussions on equipment, on conditions, and his learning curve. So jump in and enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to the Casey Catch-Up. We've got Eric Sturman today, um, someone who's done some pretty cool things um, to me from just watching his Instagram, the, the silver surfer, um, pretty cool Halloween costume, getting towed in by a drone, which is just like blows my mind. I'm surprised people haven't done more of it since and also a bit of a pioneer for the North Shore Oahu downwind runs. Um, I've been following Eric and Aaron's journey a fair bit and so they've had some good conditions in the gorge too. But um, yeah, Eric, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate everything you're doing for the community. It's pretty sick. Yeah, well, I guess uh, I just want to get more people into downwinding. And it is quite a daunting thing when you're first starting off. Um, here in Australia, there's a few people that just, they don't even want to learn to foil in the surf. They just want to go straight to downwinding and it's, they don't know where to start. So yeah, this, these podcasts are all yeah, you're, just getting... You're getting everyone psyched to do it, man. So you're helping it grow. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, awesome. I'm so stoked to hear because you never know. Like here, there's like, oh, it's a good podcast. But when it's... Uh, the foiling community is such an awesome, awesome thing. And, you know, you guys over in Oahu and Hawaii in general, like the Molokai to Oahu to me is, you know, and, and Maui to Molokai, like pretty perfect for a foil run. And it's more doable for most people than on a SUP or a prone board once you get up yeah, to speed. So, so true. Like, it's great to have your platform because when I was first getting into it, I was looking online for stuff and I'm like, I need more. Like it's so hard to find and nobody was creating anything. So it's cool. You're bringing people together and doing this pretty awesome. Yeah. Nah, stoked. Yeah. I'm trying to fill that gap and I've seen this growth of wing foiling, which I think is awesome. Um, but I want to get people across the line and into the downwind because I know how good, how good it is and, and, and you as well. So do you want to kick yeah, us I off love and it. talk us through how you got into the downwind side of foiling? Well, I would more want to, start with like how i even got into foiling yeah let's do that and okay the the way i first got into foiling was i was on a, a documentary film um i'm i've filmed for a living it's what i do and i went with uh robbie nash and kai lenny i just and, watched uh, it the Chuck other day yeah, Patterson. yeah yeah so we went and we went to peru namibia and costa rica over a three-year span and this started in march of 2017 and um, we we're just basically it's a Red Bull documentary called The Longest Wave, um, following Robbie Nash and what he's gone through and his hurdles. And 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 in it, it shows him uh, growing, growing into a new sport, but he's the old guy. And then he has Kai Lenny with him, too, who's up and coming in it and is creating this new fun sport. So it's really cool to watch them both foil at chikama 
and just get like seven minute rides. And it blew my mind. I was like, oh my God. I mean, I saw it online, but when I saw it in person and mm. what they were able to do and what Kai was doing with the equipment we had back then, it was crazy. And the funniest thing is I call Aaron while I was over there or I message him. I'm like, dude, I'm getting into this. Check this out. And he's always one step ahead of me. He messaged me back. I already got one. And he's got like this old Amundsen board with a Tuttle box with two screws on the top of just a normal surfboard. And uh, as soon as I got back, I jumped on it. And I started with a Nash foil, actually, because yeah. I was there on the documentary yeah, with him. So he hooked me up a little and went from there. And it's been fun, man. Yeah, and awesome. then from there, it, it, we just were starting in the surf. And, and then it was like, oh, let's see who can make it the farthest down the beach. And we were doing that for a while. Let's, can I just then, hold up? Let's just, I want to hear yeah. more about, about like Chikama and, and, and the ways that, you know, Robbie and, and Kai were surfing. Because it was actually, Robbie was sup surfing. Is that right? He was. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and, and then, the coolest thing in the video is how he's like, he had, the guy's a freak. He just figures out things that works for him. And I've never seen anyone really do this, but he was like holding the paddle in a weird way and supporting himself while he was learning how, and he was pretty new to it. And he just got off of a hip surgery yeah, or, or a pelvis. He, he broke his he pelvis. He his pelvis. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. I just watched the movie probably three weeks ago and I was like, this is sick. And I remember seeing it like, Oh, Eric's in it. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, that's how we got into foiling for sure. Yeah, so, that's um, how I got into it. Yeah. So. And and have you been back there to foil yourself? I haven't, man. I, it's a bummer. I've been so busy with work and whatnot, and it was always a plan to travel. And 2019 was the only time I went to the start of traveling, and we went to the Gorge for the first time. Yeah. And then the pandemic hit, and then made traveling hard. So um, oh, hopefully doing- this next year it's going to open up and we'll be going elsewhere. But I've just been here. Yeah, not a bad place to be stuck anyway. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so Pandemic's yeah, been fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. You know, it, foiling is made, I think, for a lot of people especially fun because one, they've either learned or they've just progressed their skills. And I just, yeah. this week, I had one of the best sessions, like just wing surfing and then it a downwinder. And it was like, I could have been, like, I would have traveled a long way for those conditions. And it's literally a kilometer from my house. You know, and it's so sick. So cool. Good and, for and you, man. Normally it's, not good for anything else but the foiling has opened up so much so let's go back so you started with, with Aaron like trying to have competitions to see how far down the beach oh yeah so we had like our little gang you know like Aaron Josh Amundsen John Amundsen's um, son um, and uh, Ka'ivi one of our friends Ka'ivi he's actually like one of the early guys that was secretly downwinding and also another guy named Kamaki. So they were the first kind of doing it with either the boat or doing coast runs. And we didn't even know about it. We're just doing it on the shore with, with the surf and riding the surf line down. And we'd yeah. maybe make a mile, maybe. It was it was less than that, definitely. But um, And actually, let's, let's see- talk about foils. Like what equipment were you using then? Because that does like a mile on like a Kai foil. That's a long way. But like, yeah, so was the Kai and then so I did I switched to go foil and then we for when we were trying to go as far as we could, we were using the Eva wings. Yeah. And then um, but Ka'ivi had the Maliko 
200, I think, or 250. Yeah. And uh, there's this one time we're all doing these coast runs and it was windy though. And it was like side swells, like perfect little two foot chip shots. Yeah. And he chips off and we're all watching him and he just sends it out to sea. And we're like, how is he still going? And it just was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And we're all freaking out watching him till he's a speck and we couldn't see him anymore. And he ended up going like two miles and paddling in eventually. Yeah. But that was like, I feel like from what I remember, one of the first times he really went far. And then him and Nathan Florence started going to Turtle Bay. First, I think Kayivi did a couple by himself. And then him and Nate started racing each other. And it was so cool because Kaivi's on a, the GoFoil and then uh, Nate's on the lift surf wing. So they're on these old wings and they're, they're like neck and neck racing from what they told me. And like one would fall and then they chip shot and the next guy would pass and then he would fall while the other guy finally gets up and riding and then and passes. And it comes down to like the last minute and they came in at pipe. And it, it was hilarious. I, yeah. I didn't even know they were doing it. I just watched them like right at the end and they're like screaming like, Whoa. yeah. Oh, Pretty and that's cool. <laughs> so cool. Like that sort of stuff. I had a similar thing with the mate. And yeah, on the Maliko 200, that was, I started on the original Maliko, which was, I think a bit ahead of its time. Super really? sort of, it was like high aspect and um, oh. didn't have the turndowns. Um, I guess it's a, mm. I guess it's a, I think it was a 180 or, it was similar size to the Eva, basically. Um, but then the big Malikos came out and like, oh, this is way easier um, just because they're bigger. But yeah, it's so yeah. cool to see the progression. And looking back, it's like, man, we put in the hard it, yards. Oh, totally. And the thing is, like, people are like, man, this is so frustrating and so hard. But that, that made it so fun in the early days yeah. was like the growth of it was so cool and just – like even having like little races where you're trying to get from one spot to the other, but you're, you're not just one shotting it anymore. Right. Like, like we are now, it's just like, Oh, he fell. I got him now. Yeah. And then you fall. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Tell us so, about that run we, actually, I guess before we move on, but I guess that, that run from turtle Bay to pipe, I, I know from turtle Bay to sunset, there's like all these sort of outside reefs that you can chip in pretty how hard yeah. is that chip in though? Because I wouldn't imagine it'd be that easy. Yeah. Okay. So there's two spots we're taking off at Turtle Bay, but it's funny. The chip shot's actually really hard. Yeah. Um, some guys are stuck there for like 30 minutes trying to get a chip because it depends on the tide and whatnot. But for some reason, it can be hard or you just, everyone just gets it one after another and we're all like riding in a pack. So it is a little weird and especially outside of turtle bay at the point that it's like a ledge and then it dies off and then there's also a current so if you mess up on the first one you're kind of in this weird area trying to to get a chip again so i've been stuck out there for like 45 minutes trying to get a chip just screaming pissed <laughs> but um and then once you make it across the the channel from turtle bay there's a lot of chip shots you can take um so eventually you're gonna make it yeah i'm just yeah. pulling up a map so we can like so i guess i want you to sort of talk us through because you know for people that are looking to do it i'd prefer them <laughs> have the advice and, and like little bit of um i guess insight that you can give yeah. us some of the hard part is just knowing where to start and what what's a good run to be like i get lots of messages like what's a good run to do for here it's like i don't know like it's hard to say 
Um, you know, it's, yeah. and with the people that have done it, like I've, I've done the, that downwind run before, but um, yeah, like on a standup is so different to on a foil. Like I'm looking at totally different things. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding the chip ins, you know, on a sup because you don't want to. Um, yeah, it, it's actually really intimidating going yeah. by yourself. And if you don't know it, so. So yeah, Turtle Bay chipping in, you're talking about like there's an outside one and an inside one. So maybe you can kind of direct me as to where mm -hmm. those spots are and I'll do my best to, to share it with the crew. Cause that's, I guess the cool thing about downwind foiling is it's like, you kind of want more people with you, you know, and it's, we're not really in a surf spot. You want to keep it sort of hush, hush downwind foil runs. It's like, hey, come on, we're more the merrier. It's such a cool yeah. um, community. So zoom in a little more kind of by the beach house that that's good enough. And then, um, so right there in the, the cove to the right, we paddle out either on, yep, there or on the right. Oh, like this Depending way. on the tide. Yeah, you can sneak out that way too. And it kind of brings you right to where that whitewash is. Yep. And we'll chip shot from there and then we'll pump all the way out to where the other white caps are on the outside. Yeah. yeah. And then, so if you get gas from that, you can just stop there and then chip shot again. But uh -huh. I would just try and make it because that chip shot is hard. <laughs> Sometimes it's just not good, man. And it, yeah. it just launches you and, and then it dies. So it's hard to get that little, chip but sometimes it's easy and sometimes you're there for 45 minutes um yeah. and and this starting spots can get really crazy like sometimes we're doing it i think it was one of like my second time we did it with the florence brothers and uh my friend kavika drummond came with us um children of the world i think is his instagram yeah, i don't yeah. know if I, you follow, I follow him. him hilarious he's like good follow if you don't follow yeah him he is. <laughs> so he comes for the first time doing it and we all do it no leash for the most part yeah. um right here and no joke it was like six to eight foot hawaiian bombs out there and we just gotta go right so we commit and we we paddle out we catch a chip which was gnarly we go out to that point the whitewash out there where you got it circled and we're waiting for a chip and there's like massive bombs coming thankfully got one and it was some of the funnest ground swell bumps and aaron and i were like right next to each other going and i look back and he's just like on a fat bomb and we're like screaming but at the same time it was probably one of the scariest times i've been out in the water because i'm kind of in uncharted territory yeah. and it's like it's big like uh, once you go further down and you get more towards backyards and it's a northeast swell it comes in pretty big and you're not you don't have a leash you're on a foil it's it can be sketchy so Kavika's out there and he's duck diving like eight foot bonds and we we come back and get him and he was at turtle bay and we found him and yeah. he's like man i was like bear hugging my board and just doing somersaults underwater and we're like oh my gosh so <laughs> Uh, there's plenty of those type of stories that go down with everyone Did, so runs I, from turtle bay I, I i the no leash thing i guess for me 
coming from the SUP background, I'm big on leashes because if you lose your board, you, it's a long way to swim. Um, I, I kind of get like the, the, there's a minor inconvenience, like wearing a leash because you stand up and you get all tangled, like with that back foot. And like with the yeah. foil, it's not, they don't, they don't run off as bad as like a 14 foot board does. But I would think on those bigger days, a leash is kind of a good thing. No, it, totally. The thing is, we weren't expecting it to be that big because gotcha. it was such a big east swell. And mm-hmm. the north, like where we were, it was small further down the beach. Down so the coast. Yeah, yeah. W- yeah, down the coast. So we didn't think it was anything crazy and we didn't bring our leashes. So yeah. But when, when I do stand up, I always wear a leash and some of the guys will tease you know and it's like dude i don't care i've yeah. lost my board once on a light wind day and the thing just took off on well, me kind of, and yeah, i if, barely if, got to it if you fall so, the wrong way that the foil kind of like runs off without you and like i i'm big yeah. like especially for these podcasts like people getting into it and even if you're experienced always wear a leash is my advice and i've even had i 100 percent agree without a leash on a prone board just towing i've fallen off in front of it and the board runs you over. And so I've started wearing a leash even towing because if I fall off in front, the back of the leash actually turns the board around so you don't yeah. get run over by your own board. So that's, that's also like, I, I, I understand the minor inconvenience, but it's a way bigger inconvenience if your board disappears or it hits someone. And so I'm- No, I'm, I'm big on leashes too. Just the, the prone stuff, we're usually in small surf and yeah. we're closer in doing the prone. So it's not a big deal, but- for stand up, we're going like two miles out. Yeah. I'm definitely wearing Alicia every time. The longer so. swim, yeah, yeah. Nah, cool. Yeah, I guess it's a long swim. To, yeah, nice one. And then I guess so. I guess let, let's just say worst case scenario. So we, we we've come down. You know, we've we've made it across here, and then you kind of come down. Like are, are all these spots? Like are they all like decent chip ins? Yeah, those are all chip shots, and and there I guess and. Extent. and for the most part like sometimes we're not that much farther out than yep. those because yeah. we want to catch the ground swells too but and it also all depends on the conditions i was gonna say that because generally the wind is uh, east to northeast right so you're kind of like either yeah. that direction or you're that direction exactly wind wise so and, yeah. and the, the fact that the coast bends away is just like such a perfect scenario for for coast runs you know like hugging in closer on a prone because like if you stay out wide um you're actually kind of going further distance whereas um yeah and and you get the benefit no it it does so guys that go on the inside they'll they'll catch up yeah and if you go on the outside it but it could be in your benefit in the long run so it depends yeah well that's i did a race here like the first ever race i did in hawaii was the um fourth of july the the hui race and um, Aaron Napoleon, I was um, staying with him and Riggs and uh, they sort of, we did a run the day before and I went out wide thinking it windier out wide and, and Aaron stayed on the inside and he just like was, obviously he's, he, he was much more experienced paddling with me. That was my first time in Hawaii, but he just like smoked me and he's like hardly paddling and he's like, oh, the, the current on the inside was running. What are you doing out there? And it's like little things like that, which the foiling is less yeah. of a less important but like i know there's lots of crazy currents that happen and sometimes being further out with the current against you while it's super fun not always faster sometimes closer in along the shoreline yeah. i don't know like from sunset to pipe is almost 
flat in summer. Like there's, it's crazy seeing it in winter and then seeing it in summer. So like yeah. once you get past, you know, I guess got Bellsy land here and then sunsets next, like what sort of, how far yes. are you guys? Okay. So we'll curve. Usually we curve way out. So we'll go outside. Well, you don't have to zoom up. Okay. Maybe not that far out, but we'll uh we'll go from turtle bay and we'll head out past cavella and kind of go more east yeah yeah like and, then, like um, and then yep a little more angled out uh -huh. and then um we'll we'll kind of keep keep on that for a while and then when we get towards velzi is when we'll start making our way back in so especially once up. we get to yeah because like it depends where we're ending right because if we're coming in at keiki it and it depends on the wind too but it, it blows really east sometimes even if it's east northeast and it comes out of that sunset channel and mm. really blows offshore so you want to like come in at sunset and then turn back out again yeah so that's kind of what i do yeah Nah, like this, this sort of advice I think is so important for people that are doing, wanting to get into it and don't necessarily know you, you know, like, oh, I want to go with those guys. But, <laughs> and then this, I guess, sunset, this yeah, is the, the valley that a wind comes out of. And I, I know how strong that can get. Yeah, it's, it's intimidating. Like, I remember when I was first learning. So Aaron was kind of always ahead of me with how fast he progressed. And Aaron's like my, partner makai creative surf he me and him we just started like doing it together at the same time and we kind of have like a little competitor thing going but a friendly one and yeah. uh bounce off of each other and grow and um he was doing really good man and um he was doing like backyards to keikis no problem and i would struggle i wouldn't i wouldn't make it and then uh we did a trip to the gorge and that was good in 2019 and that helped a lot um and really I, I got a lot better from even just going there and then I came back and Nate and John were like trying to get me to come and they're like come come with us we're gonna go backyards and I'm like man I can't I don't even know if I can make backyards and then uh went there and I I failed on the first time and then the second time I made it I was like okay um and I was riding gofoil at the time mm -hmm. and um and then they're like, okay, let's go Turtle Bay. I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm going to make it, you guys. And they're like, oh, you're fine. You just got to do it. We all did it. We all paddled in. It's just, that's what you got to do. I'm like, Bro, I'm going to be paddling in, guarantee. <laughs> and I don't know that area so well. And they're like, no, nah, just come. And so I went and I, I made it to like uh, Velzies and I would have to paddle in. And I'm like gassed, man, just like pumping. I'm not trying to read the bumps and um and if anyone is doing that i and i hear you say it a lot just stop because you're gonna hurt yourself you just got to slow down and look for it and read it and and that's the hardest part is just trying to figure out how to read the bumps um yeah and so kept going from there and then um the biggest thing that helped me though man honestly was i uh, Brian Phillips, my friend, he's, he gave me his lift setup and his board setup the way it was. And he's like, just try it, dude, give this a try. 
and I did it in the surf for a little and it was, it's just a totally different ride. Yeah. And I got mm -hmm. used to it and I went and I did a Cami's run, which is just a short two miles run. It's like the Kaikos, mm -hmm. um, of North shore though. Gotcha. And then, um, I went to turtle Bay and I went solo by myself. Cause yeah. I was like, I, I got this. And this is like the one time the wind's good and you got to go when you can and nobody yeah. wanted to go with me. So I went by myself and I wore a leash and everything and uh, got an Apple watch with me. So, or I think at the time I didn't have an Apple watch. So I put my phone in like a water bag because I was just trying to be as safe as possible, just going solo. Yeah. And uh, I went and I made it all the way to Cami's and I was, and that was like, wow, I, I made it. And I feel like for me, it was not knowing where to position myself on the board and the shaft and how light I am the it just wasn't working on the go foil setup I had and I was on um a GL 180 and a P, uh, uh, uh NL 190 I think I had yeah. or something like that yeah and it was just so much for for my weight yeah and like that's exactly and, what I was using like when they were out like when they were the current foils and any of that like they're lifty and like, you know, they've got a lot of lift, which is why for a stand-up, I think they're good because you can paddle them up easier than other foils. But on a prone board, like a GL 180 is, that's a lot of foil, you know, like that's a lot of lift. Yeah, I, I think like Aaron for his weight and his board that he had, it was working perfect for him, but I'm like 145, I'm light, my board's light and I had this big wing and it just wasn't working. And then I switched to, this other board and the lift setup and it just clicked man I don't know how to explain it but um then from there like obviously now I could switch to a go foil and it would work fine because I would mm -hmm. tweak it and and figure it out but for just learning I don't know why man but that's what really did it for me and and then I tampered with like the Moses 1000 and that was unbelievable my friend scotty foil wizard he's like dude try this it's like the cadillac of foils so i tried that <laughs> i still haven't tried the it. moses I, I really i've heard it, good things yeah it's one of the smoothest foils i've ever ridden it's fun yeah um so that really like helped me and it just it's built from there and like all the foils are great you can start with any foil right now and they're all doable yeah so it's yeah. it's true like it, they've gotten a lot come a long way and to me i think just i've done a lot of the go for setups um but like the gl or the, or the nl to me um is a bit harder than the gl or the rs just i don't know just to me it's a little bit more sensitive but in the waves i like it prefer it better um i've tried a bunch of the list stuff and for me on a stand-up like for prone the 120 is kind of pretty nice um just pumping yeah. around and it's amazing how well it glides the 170 i just found the range was a little bit less than the equivalent of the go for like they were they're really small but they they're pretty big for how small they are um and they go super fast yeah. but they don't go super slow like the stall speed was too high so like there are i feel like they have better foils like there's they're all good like they're all really good now compared they're to like, all the good yeah. and the Eva, like they just ride in a different way and you just different. gotta adapt for it exactly yeah. and like that extra speed is so nice and i guess what you were mentioning earlier where to sit on the bump when you're out downwinding and pumping too much yeah. everyone does that you know it's like they've just got to 
try to relax. Once you get up and, and you're out in the deep, don't stress. You got to try to relax as best you can and like just slow yourself down. Because if you pump the whole time, you're going to overpower the energy that's out there. Yeah. And if you stop, you're going to tap into it. And you're going to find where to go. So it sounds like that's that's what happened with you. And you sort of just yeah. clicked. You and know? there's other things too. Like I was messing around with going from a 20 or a 30 inch mass to going to a um, 36 inch mass. You know, I just wanted to try it. And yeah. that was horrible. Yeah, and that's on a white. phone board. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was bad. But, and then again, though, now... I'm at a spot where like our recent run we did from Turtle Bay to Mokalaia, it was such good conditions. And, um, basically from when we went from Turtle Bay to Mokalaia, the bumps and the energy was so big and strong that I'm finding I was so out of control on my lift one and I was on the 120 with the 25 tail and I felt like I was out of control on that and then I I I caught up to Aaron finally all the way it took me from Turtle Bay to um I think Shark's Cove or right before Shark's Cove to catch up to him and when I caught up to him I'm like dude I'm so overpowered man like I can't keep it it's like going down and then up and and he's like, really? I feel good. And he's just like <laughs> carving and cruising. And he's he's borrowing my 6'8 old board. And uh, he's on, I think, um, what was he riding? He was on, he was on the PL 185. Yeah. I yeah. think he's like, I want, I want to play it safe. And he's like, got that wing dialed, you know? I'm like, just yeah. use your new wing. And he's like, no, if I'm going all the way, I'm using the wing I'm comfortable with. But and is the, this, the is this point, what, I've, what I've drawn? Is that pretty much what you're doing? Like that's kind of rough. But. Um, no. So where you have it and that end point, bring it yeah. out and then go further down the, the, the coast. Uh-huh. But that is where we like came in and then we went across, you know? So if you put another point. Oh, okay. So you sort of go to here and then you, and then you kind of run across. Yeah. So where are you yeah. finishing? Something like that. But for... Yeah, right around there. Yeah, just about thirty k's. It's good, good long yeah. run. but but the 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 part I was getting at was he's so in control, and I'm on this little wing, and I feel like I'm just like hanging on, man, going super fast. And what I I talked to a couple friends, and what they're saying is the tail on the lift is fifty fifty, and once you get to a certain speed, it's not knowing to go up or down. Like you, you hit this speed where it, it's grabbing and it's not like a gas pedal where you can just push forward and control it. You know what I mean? Mm, I, do know. So, yeah, I fully understand that. So Brian Phillips was like, here, try my KD tail with this custom fuselage. Mm. And he gave it to me and I went and I tried that. And it was a 13 inch KD tail. And it's amazing how much smoother it made it and how much more stable and in control. Especially just from a tail. At, especially at top speed. That's what I, I've, I've got a. That's what I meant is the yeah. top speed. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. How... Because low speed, low speed, I prefer the lift tail. Yeah. But then at top speed, I'm like out of control. 
and the KD just keeps it, it handles. Fully, so, that's, that's cool to hear that because that's exactly what I found. I found at low end, the KD probably has a little bit less, but at top end, it's like just buttery. You know, it just glides exactly. so nice. So yeah. the control is epic. Um, yeah, and it, and it does, it, the KD tail also makes it feel more like a gofoil where it's, it's pushing more on the front foot. Yeah. For me. That's, yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying because I've, I've only used lift cut a handful of times and the, 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 it's so different. Like it's so back foot. And, and I've, I've read, been riding GoFall for like six years and like still that's my go-to. I love, I always use the GoFall. And I just I, yeah. I, like, I borrowed it off a mate and I'm like, can I have a couple of goes? And I'm like, I just want to try to get my head around it because I can understand what other people are feeling. And it was so, like, do you feel like so when I tried the lift and it was super back foot heavy for me because my boxes weren't far enough forward because I still had them set for the go foil yes so I tried my friend's board and they were like starting the boxes were starting at like seven inches yeah so I could move it forward more and it found that perfect equilibrium where it was no longer burning the back leg yes. it was just kind of even I got that's that a what, little that's what bit I what I found was because I had these like box adapters that um, a mate of mine, Brad um, De La Cruz, I think he's El Foil Co. He's got these adapters that you can bolt into your box and you can literally move the foil like like literally another four inches further forward than, than what you would normally have. So instead of getting a completely new board, I just bolted these in and sort of played around with oh, what cool. spot was. And that was cool. But that's what it. I found was I was just moving. Like the, it, it was a point where it was good. And it was better, but I would. I was also still finding I was just moving my feet further forward, you know, by standing. So I wanted to change the pitch, and with the lift, I, I played around with um, shimming the rear, like the base plate, and then shimming yeah. the the fuse as well. And it just I I couldn't figure it out fully. And I spoke to Kane and, and Jack, and they were saying, you know, you need to get this adapter. And I'm like, oh, I'm borrowing it from a friend. I'm not going to get an adapter just for that. But I I understand how it would work, and and from um, chatting to all the crew it's like yeah getting adapter and it's kind of fixes it all because you just need to be able to tweak that angle but also those ends at the cane tail gives it that little bit more drive i guess it, rather than yeah I, and it it's cool because it's more modular and you can adjust it how you want with exactly. the tail and the fuselage so yeah yeah i like That's it cool. I, i've been playing around with more equipment lately just to sort of you know i always want to make sure i'm on the best gear and um the new rs wings i'm, I'm in love with from go for yeah no they're, they're good i i tried them and it was still a lot of lift for me but my board is so light i'm so light but um i did notice like they they are better they're fast and i was telling aaron like hey let's th throw the kd on there and just see what it does so yeah. we're planning on messing around with that and seeing seeing what that does to it yeah i've been using the rs 1150 almost like exclusively for any kind of downwind runs now um yeah I was using the 1300 to start with and I used the 1000 on a super windy day. Um, I find the 1000 like probably isn't high aspect enough for downwind. Like if it's yeah. nuking for my weight, I just feel like it doesn't have quite enough glide, but it serves super well. So you can't kind of have both. Whereas the 1150 for downwind and like if I was to have one wing, I'd just use that. Like literally I'd surf. That's, that's what Aaron says. Yeah, yeah he likes the 1150. A really nice size and glide and it can surf and downwinders I'm, I'm pretty frothing on that one so um yeah they, they alex is doing a good job with those wings so pretty cool yeah it's cool that he's you know 
for the last, what, I guess, six, six and a bit years, he's been playing with it and seeing from where he's come to where he's at now, yeah. it's, it's pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. Been stoked to be a part of it all. Um, and I give him my two cents, <laughs> but that's a, yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this run looks epic and I, I wanted to do this on my sup when I was over there last, but like, cause I wasn't doing downwind foiling then and I didn't get the chance, but, um, is this the run you normally like is this your, your normal run or is this just like a special day sort of run no this this was just a a goal that we aaron and i really wanted to do and the the first people that we heard did it was um it was john nate and wyatt and they went prone and just they just kept going and they made it all the way there so and I, I think they did it like multiple times and uh, Aaron and I are like, well, we got to do it. So we're waiting for the right conditions. And finally it happened. And it was seriously the best we've ever had. But the freaky part is anything can go wrong along the way. And right when we got to, I'd say, Lania Kea, which is like... uh, a rain squall came yeah. through and just glassed off the water. There's no wind, dude. And we're just riding like leftover windswell. Well, the wind does a lot and of we... weird things. That second sort of half of the stretch huh like that north shore stretch it, it was freaky and we so it goes glassy and we're basically going across puena and we're like we got to keep going we, we said we're gonna do it Which is just and puena. we're like yeah. we're really trying you know we're 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 saving we're our energy and just yeah. working at the same time and picking the right ones and oh it's getting flatter and flatter and we we kept going um where it says wailua we're yeah. we're heading towards there like right where you put it yeah and we're getting like we're heading in like towards shore but we're still trying to go sideways at the same time yeah and then then we started kind of in a way riding ground swellish but then the wind just picked back up yeah. and, it, and then it turned on the rest of the way <laughs> so, so it was just this freaky thing where it's like all right let's survive and we just didn't want to go down to yeah. then get back up we just wanted one clean shot so and, and you guys are um, on subs right like you guys weren't yeah we're on subs yeah and, and i guess because there's wind that comes like the, the wind sort of funnels through here like the, the yep. northeast and it, like the northeast wind is something like this and like this and out wide it kind of continues yeah. but there's this little weird zone that kind of it just does that weird little yeah, puana like kicks out yeah but then again it, it gets like nice nice along here again so like i know exactly because i've because uh, i've done it on a stand-up a couple times and my mate lives in wailua so I finished at Wailua and yeah, often it gets glassy, like just off Lani's to, to his place. And it's, um, it's a yeah. crazy little, but, hey, little zone. This, this was like a windy day though. Like yeah, it yeah. was super windy. So it shouldn't have glassed off. It was just a freak <laughs> like rain squall yeah. that came through. And it was like the eye of the storm where it just died completely. <laughs> and then it just cranked back up again and turned back on. So it was, it was really weird. So good. So, um, to, like, for me, like, I'm, I wanted to ask all these questions. Um, first one is obviously this first stretch to Pupakaya. Like, there's a bunch. Like, you can chip in at a bunch of spots. Yeah. You're probably hugging. Like, I'm thinking from like what Nath and um, John are doing. That's to me on a prone. That's a long way on a prone. And like one turtle, one bit of weed, you're down. And if you're following this sort of run line out wide, that's a long paddle in. But I assume they're kind of hugging the coast a bit more where they can. But there's sections where you'll, if you fall, you're gonna like off Waimea. That's a big paddle. Um, off Halley, yeah, Waimea, we're paddle. cutting out. Yeah. yeah. So um, are you are you running like outside, like Lani's and Chun's, and like sort of trying to bypass Halley all together? Um, 
gonna clear all my drawings. So for when we were like, okay, we're going all the way to um, Mokalaia, we we went far out. So we went, yeah. I I think we're a mile and a half, two miles out. Yeah. Um, and and then I don't know how do we do it. We because it was so big and good, we didn't care how far we were were yeah. out. And I guess also Where, you guys are on saps, right? Like so yeah, but but Nate and John they don't care either. They're they're just as far out. Yeah, um, yeah, that's sick. But other days that I've done it, where like I did a prone from, I forget like Pupakea to Puena. Yeah, you can hug it pretty close. It just depends if it's east northeast or east winds. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, you you hit Sharks Cove and you kind of go out more and then when you get to you kind of then angle back in and you can basically you can ride along the coast the whole way it's weird you can stay a mile out with your tracker and you mm. you run along the coast all the way to moats but it, it depends on the day yeah I, I totally yeah like you said east or east or east makes a huge difference because it either runs along the coast or yeah like this this section here is what i'd assume would like just goes full glassy if it was too east but if it's northeast you probably want to be further out and sort of run it um it's funny east east works though for going from lani akea to mokalaia yeah right on east wind days but uh -huh. you're going out like you can't you can't just hug the coast yeah you gotta like kind of cut across at the mile buoy or two mile past the shark cages and not nah. <laughs> <But laughs> yeah kind of seriously <laughs> and that's why like that's why i like that's what I'm asking, like the prone guys, like if they come down, I guess like it's not the end of the world, like it's a long paddle in, but it's like at least any, oh, pretty much suck. anywhere you paddle in, at least you're going to get a, a pretty good chip in. Um, I yeah, guess so from when we're spots. doing the prone runs, we're, we're not that far out. It's, yeah. it, it's not that bad of a paddle for most of the time. And also North Shore doesn't really get that good. Like town yeah. guys get it good all the time. And yeah. ours is like, oh the windows now and you like go you can't really like predict it it's yeah. just like it's good let's go and you there's been times where it's firing and i get there and i'm just behind it yes by like yeah, 10 I, minutes from from doing like being as i've done i usually go to oahu and maui in july and for sure like i never want to stay on the north shore i want to stay on the south shore so i can do the hawaii kai run because the north shore yeah. runs kind of it's a bit more fickle it seems you need certain yeah you said wind you need more wind basically it seems like so speaking of that like town was a bit of a a shocker for me not the kaiko's runs the kaiko runs are super fun and 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 good it's doing the china walls to uh kaimana's um that was a shocker for me and and it's, it's super there's different. just so much there's it's so different there's way more groundswell i went on decent groundswell day and then there's a lot of refractions going on and then then there's the wind swell and yeah. i don't know why i got rattled and i just didn't it took me a while like i was paddling for a mile or two and then i finally got up but um i just couldn't figure out which way i was supposed to paddle and then yeah. also i'm regular so i'm like paddling kind of in 
instead of with the wind. And anyways, it took me a while, but I figured it out. But it's it's a totally different um, windswell than North Shore. Yeah, what I find from just doing it on the stand up, I haven't done it on the foil, but chatting to Kahi about it, like what's really tricky about Hawaii, like the Hawaii Kai run, is that the wind is kind of offshore and it's like yeah. running that direction, which means there's yeah. these like tiny little bumps that are running like along. Let me yeah. change. It's like running along like this, like a little bump sort of running this way. But then you got the ground. From the swell. refractions. Yeah. yeah. Then you got the ground swell. This is kind of running this i guess it depends on the swell angle but like it kind of wraps in like straight in towards the coast so you're running these two angles that are almost perpendicular is you know so you've got like wind yeah. swell running along the ocean swell so it makes it and then you got all the backwash yeah, so off, it, black, off the point so well. i found it was a lot more unstable and and i was picking the wrong bumps to go for yeah and then over time i was like I was slowing down and waiting. I'm like, okay, this is where I need a paddle. And then I got up and my friend, Nick, and, well, I, the first time I went was with Nick and Jack mm -hmm. and uh, Nick stuck with me. Um, what a legend. He just cruised with me the whole way. And he was kind of like just popping up and practicing and coming yeah, down yeah. and just kind of telling me, okay, just rest, wait, you know, and, and yeah. then go again. Coach. And, um, yeah that was the first time I went though when I was kind of still learning so I had like a six eight old stand-up board I was learning on and um that was good it got up it, that was a struggle it took me a while and um and then finally made it and then the next time I went I was uh can you still hear me yeah gotcha okay um the next time I went I had my uh new five eight 24 wide Yerksa and I've been doing plenty of runs on the North shore. So I'm like, Oh, I, I got this. I'm going to be fine. And I go with them again and they get up no problem. And then I, I even had a GoPro on my paddle. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get up. No, no problem. And bro, sure enough, I couldn't get up and I'm like, the ground swell was big and I'm just like getting rattled and um, finally got up. And it was just even, even riding there, there's more, you, you can feel it while you're riding on the windswell. There's like, boom, a groundswell will hit you and you get a ton of energy and then a backwash hits you and you're like almost popping because of it. And they're, they're so used to it over there, but yeah. I'm like, I got to figure it out. But well, it was, it was super good, humbling experience, like super fun, yeah. but really frustrating at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So were you doing it during like a big South swell or was it just like just East windswell that was messing you up? No, it wasn't a big uh south swells it was only like three foot but it was like this but there's some there's still some lumps yeah 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 but like that's what i mean like because that's for those that are learning try to avoid the days with a big like longer period swell because it just it messes with you big time like it messes you with you just like like you're saying about the north shore it's so much easier even though it's, the yeah. bumps aren't nearly as good but it's because the it's just wind swell in summer and you literally you don't get any of the longer period south swell because it's blocked so yeah and guys get confused and they start chasing the groundswell and they burn their energy trying to chase that and then then you just burn yourself out and you're not on the right bump yeah and you can't and then you don't so. you forget you, you you forget to tap into the wind swell which is the direction that you yeah. need to be going so it's think about wind swell versus long like or short period swell versus longer period swell and the shorter yeah. the period the better generally when you're learning yeah. when you get better the long period stuff is super fun but it makes it harder.
just no doubt in my mind like it makes it trickier yeah yeah but that's cool i guess that's something that i haven't i guess touched on in these podcasts um the difference of the periods and and i guess that's good your comparison from north shore to south shore that's um yeah because north shore the groundswell you still get the groundswell which is sick you're like oh i see it coming and you just turn in take a bomb and then you kick out back into the windswell mm. and it's pretty guess, more it, for me it's more significant and i can see it what um, it's, is it going the same direction like, what what sort of no well are you is it northwest when it's um well the swell i mean it depends like if you're catching big ground swell over by turtle bay to um backyards you're getting big like northeast swell mm -hmm. and then when it's northwest is when the northwest doesn't really help too much but that would be more past sunset and onward yeah gotcha. would help but yeah. um it, it's definitely you can definitely see it though you're like oh look at this i'm gonna turn into this and you can yeah. ride it and then that's when it gets fun and then you kick back out into good wind swell and which like is the, the probably the, the best swell bit from what you're saying there is like from um turtle bay to to backyards because the the swell and the uh, the, the the longer periods fell and the shorter periods fell the same direction whereas when they're like kind of opposites that's when it becomes quite hard to use the swell and they kind of become like long uphills that you've got to kind of glide over and then you turn down behind them um is, is what yeah. i find anyway yeah and it's funny like the run's super good from turtle bay to backyards and then it gets tricky sometimes going across sunset and then it turns back on from like pipe onward for some reason just yeah like gets so really that's good. the little they're the things that you learn like in your local run that's why i've started asking people more about their local runs more because there are little like nuances that you know this section is always a little bit funky and you get a bit of backwash in this section that's the gold you know enjoy that bit and then you know that weird yeah. bit and then it gets good again and and expect that and if people know it when they go out they can you know when they're learning it's a little bit harder to distinguish that stuff but as you get better you're going to be able to learn that um i want to yeah. talk to you more about um how you learned like you, you talked about the gorge being a really good way for you to put oh, yeah. and i guess that's probably you know it's because it's just windswell in the gorge which is why it's such an epic place especially for learning but just also for doing it you know just for fun yeah. as well but the, what 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 clicked at the gorge and um what were the hardest bits that you were struggling with before that so the first time we went, Aaron tried bringing a stand-up board and that was a complete fail because um, we didn't really have much stand-up experience and we just wanted to try and he brought it. Um, but we we're mainly doing just rock starts and then we we're getting into it and we we're doing short little one mile runs maybe. But they're fun because the gorge is like super good and easy you can see the bumps and practicing on there and just doing walking back and then going and walking back. So that was, that was pretty helpful. But even before that, Aaron and I were just learning by doing just Cami's runs. So they're just short little one to two mile runs, which it, we kind of had it down before going. Aaron for sure had it down um we had like one or two like really good ones where it was just so easy we we're just cruising next to each other going and having a blast but um there's other times where i couldn't make it and he did but 
um, learning that way and then coming back. It's basically just going out and catching a wave and, and going. So same as how the town guys are all doing it, catch a wave, go down the coast, mm-hmm. um, learn it there for prone. And then we started looking into it and seeing how stand up is really where you're going to have to go to do longer runs. You can do prone, (laughs) but it's just, it's not worth it, man. And the, the thing is like a lot of guys are like, Oh, I don't want a big board. Like it's, I want to be able to turn and rip and whatnot. But the thing is like this with a standup board, you have more, I feel like control and, and drive and you can still rip the thing, especially when you start bigger and you, you, you're, your body just naturally becomes stronger and memorizes how to balance that you can come down to a small board. I started with a six, eight, 26 inches wide. Um, I think it was, it was pretty low on the leaders for, for starting. It was like 79 liters, but Mm -hmm. it's still, it's big. So it's more stable than being small and more liters. And uh, I learned on that one. And then once I got decent on the bigger board with a bigger foil underneath um i would i dropped down and i got a 5 8 and 24 wide with 91 liters and again i'm 45 145 pounds um and then now what i'm doing is i'm talking with my shaper yurksa and um i'm i'm going 60 20 inches wide and uh 75 liters and I feel like that's going to be a really good board for me mm. where I could still balance on it because over time you just, you can go smaller and smaller and riding these smaller standup boards, you can still rip them almost. I mean, it depends on the size of the wave, but I, I totally agree. Like almost as good. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, if you, it, once and you, you don't stress board, over it either. You can just you push harder. go all out. And yeah. if you fall, it's funny. You laugh and you just get back up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I, you're right. I prefer stand up. You, you got to refine it. And like I do as well. And obviously, because I'd learned to downwind on a stand up to start with, because our coastline with all the headlands and it just doesn't really lend itself to prone. You, you have to be kind of a mile and a half out the entire time, um, unless you're just yeah. doing a, a short run. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. Like I'm, I'm writing a six by 24. Let me know how the six by 20 goes, man. That seems, that seems skinny. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I was a little skeptical about it too, but when I was in the gorge this last time, uh, Christian Bradley, let me borrow his board just for just to balance on it and paddle. Mm. And it's the same exact thing. Six Oh, yeah. 20 inches wide. I think it's 79 liters or something like that yeah and i was able to stand and paddle that and then um yeah and then uh sorry one of my airpods died um and then jack let me borrow his 5 10 22 inches wide and i was able to get up easier on that than my 5 8 24 wide and i was like how is this possible this and I can bounce on it fine. Yeah. So longer and like, skinnier. Okay, I'm going I'm t- smaller. Like, it's so good. Like the first board it I is. had was I seven like two by twenty-four and a half. And this was coming from like there were no SUPs at this time. I had a seven two by twenty-four and a half. And while it was super long, 
it was the easiest board I ever paddled up, you know, being that long and like 24 and a half isn't that narrow. But for me, I've only gone to, I'm at 24 now. I've just ordered a six, one by 22 and a half, which you'll love it, dude. Yeah. I I can't wait. I've I've been practicing my like flat water paddle ups on the, on the 1150 and I can't quite get it. Um, on my six by 24, but a little bit now. Like, 22, I think you will. Yeah, I'm, like, yeah. I'm so close with a little bit like with five knots of breeze, I'm up. Um, but no wind, I can't do it yet. So it's, um, yeah, yeah, I'm frothing. I can't, I can't do wait. it either. <laughs> but uh, we, I also, my friend Simeon has a, a same board as Christian. It's a Dave Kalama 6.0, 20 inches wide. And I tried that one also in town. And it just, it felt really good too. So yeah. hey, I love the, the narrow, progression that's happening, man. It's so it's cool. fast, man. Like yeah. you can just paddle really fast straight. Yeah. And I guess you got to be like, for people listening, you got to be careful that you don't go so small aboard when you start. Because you got to like, go big and go down. Yeah. You, you can't like, like I'm going to start six, with this eight, one. Yeah. 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 You got to start big. And that's a similar story for me. Like I seven, two, then I went six, six, then I went five, 10. And I think I went a bit wider and then I went back up to 6.0 just because for me, I think my 5.10 was like 25 and a half wide. And then my 6.0 was 24 and it just longer and skinnier for the same volume. So much nicer. Um, yeah. I'd recommend just go that little yeah. bit longer and a little bit skinnier. It is I'm excited to get this new board and I, I want to start trying the attempt of flat water start, but we'll see. Oh, in Hawaii, you don't need to. We, we, you know, you got plenty of swell. I just want to try. Yeah, tick it off. I got that. That's the thing I'm like trying to get better at is just uh, the technique of paddling and being a stronger paddler. Yeah. Not necessarily like stronger as in yanking, but just form wise and and balance and just getting up quicker. So yeah, like that's really something that I'm trying to improve on that I still need to improve on. Yeah, it's just from, popping up whenever I want, like right yeah. away. For, for yeah. my online course, I, I talk about that. Like the, the flat water stuff is something that you don't even need to have to do to be out of downwind. Yeah. And, and, but it's a completely different thing. It's technique, it's form, it's yeah. and ease of getting up when the conditions are good. And then you go to yeah. the bumpy water, like when there's like proper downwind conditions. And if you can read the bumps well enough, you kind of don't need that good of form. But when it gets lighter in the bumps, that's when you need to lean on that paddle technique paddle form and like just sort of the nuances of unweighting and reweighting um so it's yeah it, it's cool because it is yeah. a skill that confidence in yourself yes i know i'm going to get up if i can get up in flat not necessarily because you've got to be able to read the bumps in a certain way sometimes it's harder like i've got clients that can paddle up in the flat but then can't do it in like downwind conditions because Serious? Yeah. Oh, because they're un- like wobbling unstable. from the yeah. waves hitting them. Yeah, and they and they they try to their timings are lots. They're trying to go when it's uphill, so they're just like losing all their speed. And so uh-huh. it's just like sometimes you know in gnarly conditions, the bumps can make it harder. Um, also, yeah. they're normally trying to use a smaller foil when they're downwinding because you should be able to use a smaller foil. And you can if you can flat water paddle up, you should be able to use a smaller foil yeah. with wind and waves behind you. But yeah, it's it's cool. Like that sort of stuff is um. Uh, that excites me you know getting people to up their form and um well i don't like the flat water stuff but i see it's a means to an end you know i don't yeah i don't either but i think it's a cool goal goal to set and i like setting goals and just trying to achieve them and and that's the cool thing about the sport is like the growth of everything it's so rewarding when you're able to 
anything. Learning to hand wing was one of the most rewarding mm. things and challenging things I've done. Learning to stand up was one of the most challenging and rewarding things. Like I've been out there guys and I'm like screaming and just having a temper tantrum out there. Yeah. And everyone that's going to learn, you're going to go through the same thing. Like I, even just down it. learning the downwind, you, you're going down the coast and you, you're gassed, you're pumping too hard, you fall and you look over and your best friend is it's going by you and is laughing at you and you're just like screaming just like super pissed but like what's wrong with me why can't I see it but yeah. you just got to keep going and eventually it's going to click and you're going to get it yeah that's seriously it does just click and then all of a sudden this is the beauty of the sport is that it's a hard learning curve but when you get it it just makes it like you're, you're pretty oh. much at the same level as everyone else like once yeah. you, it's like you're up there with everyone yeah. it's like oh yeah. yeah, this is fun. This is worth the, and it's like you get like you get this really good sense of achievement. I, I feel even still. I I agree. It's it's a fun yeah. sport. And so you said I'm I'm excited for like traveling to get easier and just fun races to go and meet up with everyone and go race because yeah. like the one in France looked so sick. I was shocked at how many people were in that race. Yeah, I was like, there's twenty something people. Yeah, this is sick. Cool. Oh. Yeah. A switch <laughs> oh. <laughs> hold on let me make sure this thing connects Bluetooth. should i talk hello oh i gotcha Please. yeah but yeah, France, right? Like that was 20 crew. That was and like sick. Two girls, 18 guys. And then I know there were people that missed the race that because, you know, they had other things on. And so like... Like you, man, you, you can't leave. It's great. Wait, oh, did they just change just something change where... It. Yeah, we can, we can you travel, can travel now. now. Yeah. yeah. You don't have just... to pay for a hotel room for two nah. weeks. Yeah, unless, as long <laughs> as you're vaccinated, you can do whatever you want now. But, but yeah, we won't get into that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah they're but looking I'm, to do I'm it just a race hoping that things do free up though so that you can come and yeah come out here and well, like, some to and travel like, i want to get get over for that like i haven't been since 2019 and and i was gonna if 2020 was on i would have stopped it again but now that um it's what will be 2022 i think i'll be yeah hopefully now <laughs> i think i'll be oh, for sure unless it's separate times if they do the sup and the foil different times i'll definitely do both but if it's just one or the other i don't I think, know if they have the power to like yeah, the manpower to do that i think yeah. you're right yeah so I'm, uh, yeah i can't wait and and I, I i'm always in two minds i'm like man on the foil i'm probably like you know not even a chance at winning but i just want to do it man like it'd be so fun with all the crew whereas like on the sup it's like well I've won it before and I've had two podiums. So I'm like, oh, I could win it. But it's like, nah, I don't care. I'd prefer to just follow with the crew. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. one more thing to touch on. Uh, the second time we went to uh, the Gorge was probably one of the most like clicking in the head for stand up. That's where I, me and Aaron really got good at it. And mm -hmm. I, I struggled for sure there, even, but it was way easier to learn in those bumps to get up they're just way easier bumps to get yeah, up in with the current and, against it's steeper yeah yeah and uh when we were there learning we met these aussie guys that were so cool like just doing nine mile runs on maliko go foils and we're <laughs> like and they're looking at our gear we had like the newer go foil stuff and they're like oh my gosh i need that i'm like how are you doing it on that you know yeah. but 
it, it, they were really cool guys. And we went um, this last trip and I was hoping to see them again, but we didn't. I never got their names or anything, but they're really cool dudes and they're killing it. I wonder what and that was uh, yeah. 2020, I think, early or wait, no, maybe 2019. Yeah. 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 I wonder who it was. Yeah. Okay. I know, could have been some, but they, anyway, I'll have to. Maybe He's like this big muscled 200 something pound dude. Oh, and, he, and then a couple of other guys. I, I don't yeah. know their names, but. Well, if, if those Aussies are listening, be sure to reach out. Yeah. We want to find out who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We want to set up another session. We'll go. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. We'll go. Um, I guess I'm going to, let, let's just touch on, I guess, the the drone um, tow-ins. That's a pretty cool stunt i guess that you got you and you and aaron pulled um and have you yeah. done it since uh haven't done it since we did it so i got the idea to do it once before with my brother he like likes to skimboard so i was like oh you you could just run start and i can start yanking you with the drone and we did that and it worked and he was just like skimming across the water while i was yanking him um and then i was like oh we're getting into the foiling i'm like dude let me pull you on the drone i got this big octocopter i basically i film with drones for a living and um i took my heavy lift drone that i'm supposed to be flying a red and i was like oh i'll just tie a rope to it i'll yank you i don't care and i had it <laughs> hovering and aaron caught a wave and then grabbed it while pumping yeah and then i started yanking him and this was i think when it was still like an eva wing maybe wow. yeah yeah and uh started yanking him and towing him back upwind and then into a wave and it, anyways it was just just for fun it's not Nobody. something we can just keep doing all the time yeah. yeah but the coolest thing about that is if we didn't try and do that we never would have figured out beach even starts. attempting to do a beach start yeah mm. so um our friend josh amundsen was there and we're trying to run and grab onto the rope and just on our stomachs and go and then he he goes and runs and he kind of goes on his stomach he's like oh what if i just jump on it and and just go and we're like no you can't do that and he's like he did and got like a close attempt and aaron's eyes go big and everyone's like oh my gosh this is possible and yeah sure enough they just go down the beach and they start practicing i had a huge gash on my foot at the time so i was just filming and watching them but they just start going going and sure enough they get it within like 30 minutes dude and so they sick. start doing it non-stop and it was it's the funnest thing to do when the waves are so flat that you can't catch it but there's still bumps to ride so yeah. and go foils make it so easy to do it mm. i haven't tried it yet there's oh, i'll have to but there's always seems to be waves here um, and if there's not there's wind but um I, I yeah i gotta give it a crack because the like you say it just gives just, you that it's the chip in, you know, how are you going to chip in? You're Not just, start. yeah, totally. <laughs> it's your chip in to start downwinding. I've done beach starts and gone out right into the wind line. Oh, good. There's some spots where you got to paddle in where you like during the su summer days when there's not any swell and it's like, okay, I'll just beach start. And that was another way Aaron and I were learning downwinding was we would w walk up the beach a mile and then we would just beach start and then oh, we right. would downwind and, that's how we were practicing a lot too. So but cool. yeah, you just need a little bit of water just to keep the foil just barely under. And then it goes to a Deep bit of a water. deep section. Yeah. And you just got to commit and jump. 
Yeah. Uh, and lean forward. <laughs> lean forward, yeah. <laughs> Think about speed rather than lift. Yeah. 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 So you just got to keep that momentum and just leap forward and just trust that the foil is going to grab. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a crack. I'll let you know how I go. <laughs> um, I guess. And then let's, let's finish up. And I, I always try to finish with um, three tips um, for those that are learning to, to downwind foil. Cause you know, whether it be SARP or whether it be just the lines to take or equipment, um, three tips. Yeah. Um, I would, first one is definitely start bigger. So whether it's a bigger board for stand-up or a bigger wing, um, just so that you have that stability and, and you can stay up longer to kind of just let the foil do the work and feel for the bump instead of being on a really high aspect one and just like pumping and trying to race. But eventually in the surf, as you surf foil, you're gonna, you're gonna get good at pumping and, and just feeling the glide and, and the wave and getting used to your equipment. And then just go out and keep, keep doing those laps, find a, a good coastline with some wind and don't go too far out and just keep going. And you're gonna, you're going to get mad and you're going to, you're going to suffer and be like, why? But you're eventually it's going to click. And uh, another thing you could do if you really wanted to is go, go paddle, paddle board on a paddle and just, you'll, you'll feel the bumps like, mm. and you'll see it and you're like, okay, this next one. And as yeah. you're coming off the back of one. And um, so that's one. And that's then, um, the I guess yeah learn to read the bumps really well and don't pump so much which I kind of just talked about yeah um and ooh, third one downwinding I mean a really good way to learn is just go out on a jet ski or a boat and but you got to be good at just getting up because it sucks when someone's not good at getting up on yeah. the on the rope yeah and it, it it's hard to that, that part with them up. like learning and then falling and they get gas really easy and then trying to get up again but that's a really good way to learn and then when you're taking turns you can be on the jet ski and watching and someone could be falling and be like look at this bump right here you see how i'm sitting high on the bump on the yeah. trough and yeah and whatnot um yeah no, that's and, there's some great advice matt you know big fall big board to start with just go out and paddle and just sort of understand when you're getting pushed and, and when you're going uphill like yeah downhill just to try uphill. to relax a little on this yeah. in between bumps and just try to feel some energy because you'll be surprised there's there's energy there oh yeah it's, it's crazy always like it's like yeah. the deeper you go the more energy there is just like it's just different and it's you gotta yeah. tune into that um awesome mate thanks for those tips and then finally you said you'd done a bit of hand winging um you probably know oh. what i'm gonna ask you but i want oh. you <laughs> <laughs> i do know uh oh by the way the hand winging part that was another like super humbling experience because one was just learning how to hand wing on a stand-up which is a great mm -hmm. way to learn and then i went to the prone and learning how to pop up on a on a prone board with straps yeah i couldn't believe how hard it was but i had a great teacher my friend tedford got me up and going and it is fun man like yeah getting up and the fun part it's not the mowing the lawn part is boring it's going out catching a bomb and riding it back in and then towing yourself back out 
that that's fun. So yeah. I'm kind of getting flip. into that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. But so, <laughs> I don't know if I want to do a deflate and downwind because it's just so much easier to just bring the fat on. I know. So, I know. And I'm not really like, in a situation where. It, that's what I mean. With, with your setup, there's, there's no need. You guys can hitchhike back up the coast. There's no problem. Um, whereas here in Australia, yeah. today it's howling westerly, which means it's compl- straight offshore. And there's like two spots we can do a run, but there's nowhere to drive up the bay. All the traffic's really bad in the harbour. We go up the Hawkesbury and it's like a full on, like, it's a national park, so you can't drive up there. Um, so we, what we, what I'll do after this is I'm gonna wing up wind. I like wing up wind for like 20 minutes, and then I'll deflate my wing and like do like a seven kilometer. So it's at like four to five mile downwind run and finish. Or oh, and then I actually have to deflate and have to pump it back up and go back to my car because it's like where you park is in the middle of like up and down and it's anyway it's a really cool way for us because we can't drive the, the shuttles are pain in the ass but we can literally yeah. bring up wind and come back so that's the hardest part is the hitchhiking part or finding rides exactly that's the so, hardest thing about downwind foiling <laughs> yeah that is for sure and that's i guess for me with the wing it's like well if i've only got like 40 like if i've got an hour for a downwinder you're not going to yeah. get a decent run in but if i can yeah. wing up wind for half an hour and then downwind in 15 minutes, I'm done, like well and truly within an hour. So it's like when the wind's yeah. on, you got no one, no lift. Maybe that'll happen one day to you. Try the wing. Yeah. Are, are you doing a switch foot yet or not yet? <laughs> yeah, I can switch, but I'm not switch footing. Uh, like I can go goofy and natural, but not free winging. <laughs> I can't downwind yeah. goofy yet. Yeah. But I, it's, can't, um, I can't do it. I might, I might try it, but I don't mind practice. going cockeye. Yeah, yeah. And that's, it, it still works. You can still get pretty well upwind, but. It, it's just practicing in flat water and we've had plenty of days where there's been yeah. no swell so i'm just like to work on that thing about touching down switching your feet then coming back up and then you'll find you'll literally be able to as you just practice that movement you, you'll figure it out but it's it's yeah. hard it's hard to start with i know what you're going through um <laughs> but yeah thanks thanks so much for coming on mate i'm stoked to sort of catch up and for giving us all that insight on you know i guess your local runs and um i hope there's more crew and, and i hope i can get over there um, next year and yeah also, it's growing man it's yeah. getting fun so crews fun. are getting bigger and bigger so the community's growing and what you're doing is helping a lot so it's cool awesome so yeah. thanks for having me on yeah my pleasure eric and i look forward to seeing some more cool stunts and, and keep posting because i'm loving following along yeah okay <laughs> <Right> <laughs> thanks, on, mate. catch ya thanks dude cheers